Oh my goodness, it's a podcast, and and this is the intro you're listening to, Hudson's Lame Podcast. Ugh. Hey, hello, welcome back to Hudson's Lame Podcast. I know you missed me. I know you missed wasting your precious limited time on this earth. Um listening to this podcast, but I'm back. It's back for another episode. Um, yep, this is Hudson's Lame Podcast. I'm Hudson Ludy, the host of Hudson's Lame Podcast, a podcast so lame that I won't even bother to cut out long silences. And then here, you'll hear a long silence that stretches on for a long time. And it's very funny because the joke is that the silence is very long. Anyway, uh, today, I sort of, sort of not wanted to build on last week's episode, was, uh, which was about structures, which was about story structures like Save the Cat and Hero's Journey and asking, do those need to exist to make a good story? Do you need to structure your, your stories to make them good? Um, and I wanted to sort of explore how I <laughs> structure my stories and sharing um, how like I like to think about stories because I think something like Save the Cat is simply Blake Snyder's um, attempt at sharing his writing process with the world because I think as a writer um, you just sort of do it like like that's how you learn you just write stuff and then learn how to write stuff in a way that like fits specifically into your brain and then these these writers try to share. Um, their writing process and uh people take it as like yeah this is how you objectively have to structure stuff which isn't true as i ooh, ooh, squeak uh, which isn't true is like i talked about in the last episode man this episode is already off to a bad start great um anyway i'm gonna be a hypocrite again and explain my writing process and it's not the way to objectively write something but you can apply it if it works for you um, which is, you know, basically what I talked about in the last podcast episode. You can go and listen to it. But I write my stories regardless of whether they have music in them or not, as if they were a musical. Um, because I don't think I truly like understood like the language of story until I started studying musical theater. Specifically, uh, watched a documentary called Waking Sleeping Beauty on Disney Plus, which was about the Disney Renaissance, which was in the 80s. It was like, it started with The Little Mermaid and Beauty and the Beast and Aladdin and Hunchback. And it was like when Disney movies started being good again. Um, and it it talked about this guy named Howard Ashman, um, who was the lyricist on Little Mermaid and uh, Beauty and the Beast and Aladdin and he also did Little Shop of Horrors. But he came on to Disney and uh, he completely like changed everyone's brains in how uh, he thought about musical storytelling. Because his idea was that the songs in a musical are tent poles for a character's arc. Like they're tent poles in a story. Like in Little Mermaid, um, you got Part of Your World, you got Under the Sea. Uh, what, else, what other songs are in there? Kiss the Girl. Um, Les Poissons, great song that's very necessary to the story, which it actually is. It's so interesting. I, I wrote this like like 30-page like novel about how the Little Mermaid structure works, and I can't use any of it. 
um, because it's not good and I didn't finish it. Um, but in The Little Mermaid, part of your world is like what the movie is. That's like The Little Mermaid is part of your world and the movie's about that song. And then Under the Sea is a direct response to part of your world because Ariel presents this proposition. I want to be where the people are. I want to see, want to see them dancing, walking around, you know, you know the song. And then Under the Sea is a direct response to that. And then Les Poissons, which I mentioned earlier, is, the, is Sebastian's like prophecy coming true. He's like, the human world, it's a mess. That was a terrible Jamaican accent. And then it, and then he gets like murdered by this crab g- guy. He doesn't get murdered, uh, spoilers. Um, but this crab guy tries to murder him and he's like, yes, see what I mean? The human world is terrible. Um, so that, that's just an interesting tangent on The Little Mermaid. But Howard Ashman believed that uh, musical songs are tent poles and for a story. Um, but if you take away those mus- those songs, then you still have a good story because even because 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 the principle of musical theater it puts a song where a story beat is and helps express that story beat um a a, a common like 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 the proposition i made in the little mermaid video was that an i want song is typically the summation of the entire story like in little mermaid party world is the little mermaid movie like without Part of Your World, Little Mermaid does not work as a story. And you can listen to Part of Your World and basically get the entirety of Little Mermaid. I used other examples like uh, in a far more uh, sophisticated musical, Sunday in the Park with George, I believe the I Want song is Finishing the Hat, which presents what the story is about. And it is about this guy who needs to choose between his art and his family, basically. Um, And it's sort of saying... Uh, well, I, I want to make art, but my girlfriend, uh, doesn't like it when I am so absorbed in my art. That's finishing the hat. It's a great song. Uh, great musical too. Um, it's very underappreciated. Um, but anyway, the way I think about stories and the way I think about writing stories, when I, when I approach a story, it's like, okay, what is the core song? Cause it doesn't have to be the, I want song like in Mary Poppins, the core song, the core of the entire story is Feed the Birds. And every single action, it isn't obvious, but every single action comes, is a reaction to save, to, to feed the birds. Um, everything Mary Poppins does is for uh, Mr. Banks, essentially. Essentially. Um, and it's, it's about how, what's Mary Poppins about, okay? Uh, Mary Poppins is about... Mary Poppins is about appreciating the small things in life and paying attention to that and not being consumed in for Mr. Banks' success and uh, taking care of his family. He's consumed in that. And he's, he's avoiding the important things in life, which are feed the birds. Um, it's okay if you spend money on bird seed because that is valuable, even though it doesn't feel valuable in the system, it is valuable. And that is what Mary Poppins is about. It's not about a flying lady with an umbrella, it's about that. Um, And so that's the way I essentially approach anything that I write or any media that I examine is, if this were a musical, or if it is a musical, what is the core song? 
and that's that's it. it, it it's interesting because even like things without uh, that aren't musicals, like for example, um, Pete Doctor, director of Monsters Incorporated, uh, talked talks a lot about the development of that film and how he doesn't he didn't quite know what the core of it was. He thought the story was about a monster who scares kids for a living, which on the surface level it is. But if you just have a story about a monster that scares kids for a living, it's not a story. It's just things that happen and it's like a monster. That sh- you, do you know what I'm saying? What Monsters, Inc. is about is about a man becoming a father. And that's what Pete Doctor learned is he took an aspect of humanity, an emotion that the audience could empathize with and crammed it into this story, which the context is um, a monster who scares kids for a living. And it's sort of it's sort of the same thing because every musical has this core song that has like this element of humanity and empathy, and every other aspect of the story flows out of that. So one interesting one, I feel like I say that a lot. One interesting thing, something that I did find fascinating was I rewatched the original Pete's Dragon. Um, a few months ago, like the musical one, like 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 the one from the 70s, uh, which I don't think was that too far after. It was far after Mary Poppins. Mary Poppins was like in the 50s. Was it in the 60s? I'm not going to look this up. This doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Um, but Pete's Dragon was a musical um, from like the 70s. And full disclosure, I love Pete's Dragon, the musical. Uh, I do not like the remake. Um, but what was interesting about the musical is that I didn't think it had that core song like I think it tried to there's a song in the in the movie called Candle on the Water where the side character Nora who is this famous singer sings about like how she wants her husband back and that's a it's a great song it's a great song full disclosure um but it doesn't like, like, all the other songs are not a reaction to that song. All the other songs are a reaction to Pete and slash or the dragon. Pete's relationship with the dragon, which symbolizes... The dragon's name is Elliot. The, the, his relationship with the dragon, that um, means family. It's a story about family. But the core song, Candle on the Water, doesn't doesn't have a reaction. Like, if you think... Like, Bill of Sale, great song. It's about Pete and him running away from the hillbillies. Uh, every Little Piece, fantastic. I, that is, it is such a good song, guys. You have no idea. But it's a reaction to the dragon. It's not a reaction to Candle on the Water. Do, do you guys hear what I'm saying? Do you catch it? Um, I don't feel like I'm explaining it well. <laughs> um and it's weird because people are like, oh, yeah, the old Pete's Dragon, eh, I didn't really like it. I, I told my family, I'm like, guys, we have to watch this for family movie night. It's so good. And they're like, oh, I, I remember that. It was bad. And I think maybe the reason people don't appreciate it for the masterpiece that it is, or maybe how it could be improved, is that you need a song about Pete singing about how he wants a family, like his lack, his I want song. Because it's all about Pete wanting a family. Like every single other song besides Candle in the Water is a reaction to either Elliot the Dragon, who is Pete's like substitute family, or Pete wanting a family. Um, so you need a song that, that, that about Pete wanting a family. You sort of have it 
uh, Pete and Elliot have a song where it's like, uh, where the dragons is like, and then I love you too, which which is more of a like summation of Pete and Elliot's relationship. But it's you need an I want song that's for Pete. Like Candle on the Water can stay, but you need an I want song for Pete. Does that make sense? D- does anything that I'm making make sense? I feel like I'm just spouting out um, stuff. Uh, but I think the core thing to remember out of all this is that movies aren't about like the idea behind them. Like Jurassic Park, for example, isn't about dinosaurs. It, the context is dinosaurs, um, but it's about family again. Um, it's about this guy uh, protecting these kids. That's what Jurassic Park is about. And that's why people like it. Because you can just have a movie with dinosaurs, but nobody cares unless there's something to empathize with. And I think good musicals take that, you know, up to 11, where it's like there there is this one song in this musical that just like summarizes the whole theme. And um, that that's how I approach writing stories. Like whenever I write a... Um, a long story, or even a short story. I just think, if this were a musical, what would the core song be? Maybe it's the I Want song. Maybe it's like Feed the Birds, where it shows up in the middle. But you need that idea that everything flows out from. Anyways, that's this week's episode of Hudson's Lame Podcast, just me spouting out nonsense, and no one's going to understand what I'm saying. Ha, 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 ha. Um, anyway, thanks for listening. I hope you didn't listen, though. Um, I, I have to say this every time. You shouldn't be listening to this because it's a total waste of time. But if you did, I do appreciate it. Um, I'll see you guys next week, I think. Uh, I don't really... How do you end these things? I, I literally do not know how to end a podcast. Um, yeah, thanks for listening. Uh, I hope you guys have a great week. Be creative. Make stuff. Don't just just sit around and wait for yourself to get talented just go and make stuff and uh don't don't even like feel like you have to follow what i'm saying don't follow anything just if what i'm saying works then go and make something anyway uh this was a bad episode goodbye (laughs) (laughs) um yeah this uh this is the end of the podcast (coughs) really should have before I started recording. Anyway, yeah, um, thanks for listening. Uh, This is the outro, and uh, go to uh, HudsonLudy.com for more information about um, me, Hudson Ludy, and uh, uh, I don't know. Goodbye.